Oddball Sports is produced by KKKP the DJ. Welcome to another episode of the Oddball Sports Podcast. All thoughts and opinions of all hosts are the thoughts and opinions of said hosts and do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of the other hosts or the podcast as a whole. Enjoy the episode you're about to listen to. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Oddball Sports. I'm one of your hosts, not Mark Hansen. I'm joined here today by Papa Kojo Steele and David Kofitai. Diane, Ado, and Serum Kate will join us later in this episode. But for the football segment, it's just Papa Kojo Steele, David Kofitai, and myself, not Mark Hansen. The first topic for today has to do with the ongoing Euro 2020 tournament. And we've seen a bunch of players like Paul Pogba and Cristiano Ronaldo remove drink sponsors from their press conferences to make a statement it all started when cristiano ronaldo removed his two bottles of coke in his press conference before portugal's game against hungary when he removed the two bottles of coke which is one of the drink sponsors for euro 2020 pushed them away and picked up his water bottle to tell the world to drink water instead of fizzy drinks following day paul pogba before his press conference against for the match in munich against germany he removed another drink sponsor this time Heineken away from his thing citing his Islamic beliefs. Reacting to these incidents from Paul Pogba, Ronaldo and Manuel Locatelli, UEFA Euro 2020 tournament director Martin Callan said the Union of European Football Associations had communicated with the teams regarding this matter. It's a, it is important because the revenues of sponsors are important for the tournament and for European football. Pogba, who is Muslim and does not drink alcohol, objected to the distinctive green bottle of official Euro 2020 beer sponsored Heineken Zero. The beer is, he- is marketed as 0.0% alcohol. Callan said tournament rules require compliance with UEFA's promises to sponsors. Though players with religious objections do not need to have a bottle there. So basically what he was saying is players should not move bottles unless it offends their religious beliefs. So media managers at all 11 stadiums across Europe should help with removing beer bottles ahead of the arrival of a player of Muslim faith. So gentlemen, what were your thoughts on these players um, taking a stand against sponsors who I will want to add end up pay, helping pay for um, the f- tournament that's going on right now because they are bringing money to UEFA and the tournament. So do you think it's right for players to make statements like this or it's completely wrong because the sponsors are actually paying for the right to be there? For me, Ronaldo didn't have to move the Coke bottle, to be honest. He could have just ignored it and drank the water. You know, it, it was uncalled for. Regardless of his status as a superstar, he should not do that because I'm very sure he's benefited in some way or the other for money from Coke. Now with Pogba's situation, I kind of do understand and respect it because for very conservative Muslims and then very religious Muslims, they do not even want to come around in a situation where there's alcohol. So I would understand for him, regardless of the fact that the Heineken there is percent alcohol, the brand itself is associated with alcohol. So for that particular situation, I would agree with it. But for Ronaldo, he did not, he really did not have to move the bottle. He could have just drunk the water. I mean, sometimes these superstars can really be troublesome. Yeah, so I totally agree with Spear on this. Uh, from PR point of view, yes, you would say um, it's, it's it's not the best way to have players take out the drinks off from the press conference. But Pogba obviously had obvious reasons to take it from there as he's a Muslim. But for Ronaldo, I mean, it's, it was way, way wrong to do it. Was, it doesn't affect you in any way. You just have to pay water and go, just as Spear said. So I think it was maybe it was a bit of miscommunication there. Um, these things 
things could have been done or um, spoken about before the presser. But I'm quite sure going forward, they will, they will, they will talk to their players and make things right. So you, you will definitely have Ronaldo and Pogba coming back to address the press. So you wouldn't want to have the same thing reoccur. So I'm quite sure um, they will talk to them and then make things right going forward. But then Pogba had genuine reasons for doing it. And the, the UEFA supports Pogba's claim for doing it because obviously coming from a religious background, everything speaks against it. So it's fair and good way to just take it aside and then not make it look like yes, you are, you are in favor of the Tyson calling. So these are things that you don't you don't joke with. It is money. You get it. It is money. And this is how these um, companies also leverage on their euros to get their money back, their sponsorship money back. So it's it's a it's it's it won't care a huge cost if these things continue to play out. Yeah, like so I agree with both of you. The both players were like one was wrong. Like Ronaldo, he was just trying to flex his commercial power because Ronaldo he has he's not just a regular person. He also has a lot of commercial appeal. So if he says he doesn't support a brand, it, his word carries more weight than you and I. You or I. Um, for Pogba, make he, it come off for them. For Pogba, he removing um the Heineken I have no problem with because even though they're a sponsor, like the UEFA um, tournament director said, it's up to the stadium managers to make sure when a Muslim player is coming up to the podium that they don't have any alcoholic beverages in front of them to promote so you can promote in front of everyone else except the uh, players whose religion objects to it but speaking about Ronaldo he equaled a record that was only held previously by Asamojan and that is the record of scoring in nine consecutive major international tournaments Asamojan did it after he scored in the 2006 World Cup the 2008 African Cup of Nations the 2010 African Cup of Nations the 2010 World Cup the 2012 African Cup of Nations the 2013 African Cup of Nations the 2014 World Cup, the 2015 African Cup of Nations, and the 2017 African Cup of Nations. Ronaldo got this record by scoring in the 2004 European Championships, the 2006 World Cup, the 2008 European Championships, the 2010 World Cup, the 2012 European Championships, the 2014 World Cup, the 2016 European Championships, the 2018 World Cup, and the, now the 2020 European Championship or Euros. So what do you guys think about these two play two great players in their own right Asamo John the highest goal scorer for the Ghana Black Stars former Black Stars captain and um Cristiano Ronaldo the only two men to score in nine consecutive international tournaments okay um i think this record was just hidden somewhere and not no uh, most of us knew about it until squawker published it i mean coming back from a tough week for Asamajan himself who he was being thrown left right center <laughs> on social media during the week for his penalty miss at the 2010 World Cup. But this record obviously came to silence some haters on the on social media. And he, as much as himself, when he got to know about it, his, his reaction to that record obviously tells you how he's, he's not appreciated much in this country for what he has done. But time in time out, his records continue to speak for itself. One thing that I've realized that um, we are not doing as a country is to respect the player for what he has. Amidst of all the controversies, he has been 
our best player when they get to and and team is other people can work out with your guy. He's he's one person that we really need to eulogize because he has done a lot for the country. Seeing seeing that Cristiano Ronaldo has now equaled that record obviously brought some I mean proud moments to him, the player and Ghana as a whole, because he he was the one who held that record in the world like before Cristiano Ronaldo came to I mean match that record. So obviously it tells you the pedigree as a margin has reached in, in, in football and we really need to put some respect on his name. Stop trolling him all over because it's not it's not the best way to honor our legends. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Uh, honestly, we, it's time for Ghanaians to start giving the man his flowers. He did so much, brought so much joy um, to our eyes. He scored Ghana's first ever World Cup goal in 06. He helped us um, reach the final, the AFCON final in 15 and in 2010. Like, even though people don't want to admit it, he is the person who put us on his back for the 20, the 20, most of the 2010 World Cup ride. He was the one who sc- he scored a goal against Serbia. He scored against um, Australia. Both of them were penalties. He scored against the USA in the round of 16. He was instrumental in the Uruguay game, even though he didn't get on the score sheet. And because he missed a penalty, you people want to hold it against the man. Like, give the man his flowers while he's alive and give him all his praises. On the record, it's nice to see, like, I knew about the record, but like, you people say, like, it wasn't talked about much until Skorker re-released it and that's when people started talking about it. But to me, people on Twitter who keep trolling the man need to realize he's done great things and brought great joy to the to football fans in Ghana from 2006 till, I'd say, 2017. Uh, yeah, so we need to give him his flowers hours and like show the man the respect he deserves. As far as I see, the truth of the matter is that that record, I really don't see anything because a person can score one goal in all these nine tournaments back to back and it's a still before record. But what do you have to show for it as a nation? Ghana, how many times have we gone to the AFCON final? Or how many times have we gone and then we've been, let's say, the, we've been the winner to next and we've failed? So why don't you bring us in here? This AFCON is really underlying. All those goals and then for what? You have to understand that football especially for our generation and maybe don't get above us. We use your trophies to show where you are. You are. Gave me the point that when Ronaldo left Real Madrid, a lot of people left Real Madrid with him. Is that because Ronaldo won four trophies, four Champions League with Real Madrid? Imagine he had won zero Champions League with Madrid. Do you think people will be bothered with all his goals scoring? When it comes to football, trophies are the only game. You can score as many goals as you want. If you don't win trophies, people will not mind you. So as for me, as a Giant, I will never give him flowers. That's that one there. I will not give him flowers. But he has all right, speaking about Cristiano Ronaldo, his former teammate Sergio Ramos is leaving Real Madrid after 16 years serving the um, La Liga Giants. He is rumored to be talking to a number of clubs, um, namely PSG, among others. Where do you think Sergio Ramos is best suited to go next? Also, um, I mean the the news that came that he was he was leaving was. It was hard to believe in the first place because after 16 years at Real Madrid, you would be thinking that he was only going to retire there. Then all of a sudden, a club legend like Sergio Ramos is leaving the club. I mean, the news came as a shocking one, but um, he has paid his dues at the Spanish club. Yes, he, he has seen it all. He has won it all. So having to go and look for a new challenge elsewhere i mean it's, it's obviously welcomed the only big deal here is that um when we look at the way um he's leaving real madrid it brings it raises a lot of questions about how florentino perez and i mean the the big the big men at the club treats 
club legends when they are moving on. I don't see how a player whose contract has expired and you've given him the opportunity to renew the contract and you don't communicate properly with the player and then all of a sudden you just call the player and tell the player that um, the renewal contract has been cancelled because um, you have you have plans elsewhere so he can move on. I mean, it's 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 not the best way to, to treat a player like Sergio Ramos. The same was done, similar was done to Cristiano Ronaldo when he was leaving to Juventus. So, it boils down to the treatment. It's it that when when they get all that they want from the player the rest is i mean history they they, they don't regard you for what you've done for for them at the club anymore but then Sergio Ramos is a, is a top top player um he has seen it all and he will leave with shoulder high knowing that other big clubs will be coming for him and knowing the kind of player that he is obviously he will he would end up picking a club that he best fits but I wouldn't mind seeing him at Man United. At least she retired Man United. Well, I've heard reports from today saying um, United are n- not interested in him because of how his agent behaved in 2015. Yeah, I, I, I saw, I saw that um, publications as well. But this is this is football business and. Some of these things you, you don't really regard it because if the player wants to put it behind him and play, it just talks and you will see him playing at Old Trafford. But then other teams are also looking out for him as well. Chelsea, PSG and the rest. So since he's he's going on a free transfer, it's going to be a battle out there. But whoever gets him someone who adds a lot of quality to their back line. So not just the back line, but the, the front as well. Exactly. The the effect on the whole team is going to be is going to to be a real booster because it's Sergio Ramos and so yes he has he has a lot of influence on the pitch so anything that gets him right, speaking about PSG when do you think the right time would is for Mbappe to leave PSG in the next year in two years should he give them another year should he give them another two years to try and deliver on that European Champions League promise or should he start looking for greener pastures this summer you know PSG are not really interested in, in, in clubs who, are, who have also who's shown interest in the player. They've said it time and time out that a player will continue to play there. Um, he's playing under a very good condition and he, he, he has, I mean, Neymar around him as well. So Mbappe at his age is, is really battling with these same questions because obviously he's playing well. He has the world at his feet at the moment. What I have to say about it is that I believe Mbappe should not force a move this season. He should wait for the contract to run out. But hopefully at that time, clubs would have been able to raise a bit more money for them to come in and come and sign him at a cheaper fee. And right now, he needs to prove himself as a as a big trophy winner. Apart from the what he needs to win another big trophy, which is set him aside to enable him to walk into a club like Real Madrid or Man City or Barca or Manchester United. He doesn't need to rush and move from PSG right now. PSG is in a good position because they have the money to bring in superstars. If they can bring in Ronaldo, he and Ronaldo will be a very big partnership for him. So he shouldn't force a move. Stay there one more season. Mm-hmm. See how far he can get his champions. Maybe even win the champions there. Then set yourself the next superstar. Alright, let's move on to the Ghana Premier League. There are no matches this weekend. There is, however, the Ghanaian FA Cup, the MTN FA Cup. Let me run you through the FA Cup fixtures quickly. Today, Friday, June 18th, we saw Kintampo take on Sunyani. 
Reformers FC at the Kintempo Park. Steadfast FC take on Breaking Chelsea tomorrow in Tamale. Legon Cities and Far Rangers, that game has been cancelled due to Far Rangers um, writing to the GFA last week saying they want to no longer exist before making a U-turn. So they have to go and face the GFA Disciplinary Committee. Paga Crocodile Stars FC will take on Ediana FC in Paga Town at the Paga Town Park. Thunderbolt FC take on Kumasiya Santikotoko in Ijisu. Okwehu United FC take on Atram Divisor Soccer Academy. Um, a boy Young Stars take on Ashanti Gold. Tamale City FC take on Techiman City FC. Asokwa Deportivo FC take on Sky FC. Karela United FC take on Mediama SC. Almina Sharks FC take on Venomous Vipers FC. Kintampo Top Talents will take on Kato Freedom Fighters FC at the Kintampo Park. Heart of Folk will take on Wendy Professionals. Accra Young Wise will take on Wafa. Heart of Lions will take on Accra Great Olympics. And Third World FC will take on Temayu. Those are the um, MTNFA Cup fixtures in Ghana going to take place this weekend. So the results for the FA Cup games that happened this weekend. Kentempo FC beat Sunyani Reformers 2-0 on Friday night. On Saturday, Thunderbolt FC hosted Asant- Kumase Asante Kotoko and lost by three goals to one. Paga Crocodile Stars played at home to Ediana FC and lost to Ediana FC 1-0. Accra Youngwise played Wafa at the Wa Stadium and and beat them 6-5 on penalties after the game ended 1-1 after extra time. Steadfast FC lost at home to Breakham Chelsea. Legon Cities versus Far Rangers FC did not happen because of the aforementioned Far Rangers disciplinary committee hearing. On Sunday, Tamale City FC beat Techiman City FC 1-0 in Tamale. Asokwa Deportivo FC beat Sky FC 1-0 in Ejisu. Karela United FC lost 2-1 to Mediama in Anyanase. Elmina Sharks beat Venomous Vipers 4-2 on penalties after the game ended 0-0 after extra time. A boy Young Stars FC lost to Ashanti Gold 2-1 at home. The Monday the Monday FA Cup game finished Third World FC 0 Tema Youth 1. Those are the results for this weekend's FA Cup fixtures. There will be Premier League fixtures taking place this weekend. This midweek as well on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, so match day 30 of the Ghana Premier League takes place on Wednesday 23rd June when this episode comes out and on Thursday 24th of June. So the Wednesday fixtures sees Dreams take on 11 Wonders at 3pm. Great Olympics will take on Bichem United at 3pm. Breakroom Chelsea will take on Elmina Sharks at 3pm. Mediama will take on King Faisal at 3pm. Wafa will take on Indiana Stars at 3pm. Ibushina Dwarves will take on Inter Allies at 3pm. Asante Kotoko will take on Karela United at 3pm. And on Thursday, there are two more matches which see Liberty Professionals take on Ashanti Gold at 3pm and then Legon Cities will take on Accra Hatsufuk at 6pm on Thursday night to round up match week 30 before we look at match day 31 on episode 16 this coming week. The current Ghana Premier League table reads all teams have played 29 games. Accra Hatsufuk are first on 53 points. Asante Kotoko sit second on 53 points and they are four goals behind on goal difference. Uh, they do take on Accra Hatsufuk next weekend. Karela United are third on 46 points. Mediama are fourth on 46 points. Dreams FC are fifth on 45 points. Accra Great Olympics have dropped to sixth 
on 45 points. Wafa sit seventh on 43 points. Adriana Stars are eighth on 43 points. Legon Cities are ninth on 38 points. Ashanti Gold is tenth on 37 points. Bechem United is eleventh on 37 points. Ibusua Dwarves are twelfth on 34 points. Brecum Chelsea are 13th on 34 points. Elmina Sharks are 14th on 34 points. Eleven Wonders are 15th on 33 points. In the relegation zone, Liberty Professionals are 16th on 32 points. King Faisal are 17th on 32 points. And Inter Allies are still bottom on in 18th on 26 points. What has been that the one team you've enjoyed watching in the Ghana Premier League this season? I would say across of folk and different counts because it's 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 been a long time coming that we've seen across of folk play like the way they are playing at the moment. And just because of how they are playing right now has ignited a lot of passion among football folks out there because having them compete with Kotoko for the Premier League title this season is, is something that it's a good spectacle something that we've not we've not seen in, in a very long time so they are one team they are, they are the one team that I've really enjoyed watching them this season I just hope they themselves with Kotoko can go ahead and they can they can they can leave this title challenge to the last I think the top two teams this season in Asante Kotoko and uh, Accra Hatsufuk have both been interesting to watch. Even though Kotoko went on a run where they seemed like they couldn't find the back of the net and they are overly reliant on their um, Brazilian star boy Fabio Gama, but both teams have been very good to watch. Um, Kotoko in their early days when they had Kwame Poku playing for them, uh, who's now playing for FC Algiers. But like it's been good for them so far. Up next, like, we'll be taking a look at um, some topics from the NBA. We've seen so many injuries affect the NBA season as well as these NBA playoffs. We've seen players like LeBron James who went down with an ankle injury through the season and he was really hampered throughout the NBA playoffs. Anthony Davis growing that really limited him in the Lakers-Phoenix Sun series. We saw Chris Paul with his shoulder banged up early on in the Phoenix Suns Los Angeles Lakers series. We see Kawhi Leonard out right now with what they're calling a right knee injury. We've seen Donovan Mitchell who missed game one of the Utah Jazz's opening round series against the Memphis Grizzlies. And Jalen Brown missed the whole Celtics playoff run against the Brooklyn Nets with a broken wrist. So we've just seen the injury bug affect the NBA so much this season more than any other season. And LeBron tweeted about these injuries saying that the injuries fans are seeing this year has to do with the lack of rest. His tweet was said, they all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of our players, which it ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just part of the game. It's the lack of pure rim rest before starting back up. Eight, possibly nine all-stars will have missed playoff games the most in league history. This is the best time of the year for our league and fans, but missing a ton of our favorite players, it's insane. If there's one p- person that would know about the body and how it works all year round, it's me. 
I speak for the health of all our players, and I hate to see this many injuries this time of year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing your favorite players right now. Other players who have also been affected by the injury bug include James Harden, who's had hamstring tightness, and Kyrie Irving, who also has another an ankle injury. These are some of the top players we've seen decimated by injuries this season. Sarah, like, what do you, do you agree with LeBron that it has to do with the lack of rest that these injuries are happening, or do you think it's like it's it's a sport. Injuries are always going to happen regardless. Okay, uh, so first of all, 100% agree with LeBron. I know injuries are a part of the game and then they happen unexpectedly like every season, but then the rates of the injuries have occurred this season are like clearly off the charts. And I mean, it could have been managed because it is really evident that this is why the injuries are occurring. Because, and especially in the, in the case where both finalists of the previous season went out in the first round, like that, that's really evident that the players have not had enough rest, they've not had enough time to recover, and they haven't. A lot of things going on this season that have also contributed to the fact that players are tired and players players bodies need this time to rest, especially with the all-star break. When they could have used that time to actually rest, they decide to go into the all-star break. Despite the continuous rejection by the players not to have the all-star break. And it's pretty obvious that this is more like this all these things have caused like have led up to the players, all these players injured because all these players are a lot of star players who, if not being for these injuries, would have made the playoffs exciting to watch. But then there's a case where now our players are injured and then they are to party in the playoffs and we can see the results in the current playoffs so I mean LeBron, LeBron is 100% right I feel like the NBA could have managed it better but then uh, right now this was there's nothing we can do about it so let's hope that we can, uh, the, the league or the playoffs will avoid more we won't have as many injuries occurring yeah like we've seen the like all the injuries that have um, taken place this season is also taking a toll on the Lakers making their decision today to um, let go of their head athletic trainer um, Ina Sai who was promoted to head trainer two years ago like the Lakers dealt with uh, a bunch of injuries um, Anthony Davis's groin um, Cantavius Caldwell Pope having his left knee needed to be worked on during the playoffs Alex Caruso's ankle injury during the playoffs LeBron James who missed 26 of the final 30 games with his high right ankle sprain. Anthony Davis missing 36 games in total. And the LA Lakers roster in total missed 201 total games. That also shows how little how little rest they had after coming off the bubble NBA finals run. Speaking about the show needing to go on, we've had a bunch of cha- coaching changes and front office changes. Um, Just recently, we saw the Dallas Mavericks have both their GM and Donnie Nelson and their head coach for 13 years, Rick Carlisle, step away f- from the franchise. That also follows the news on Wednesday that the New Orleans Pelicans and Washington Wizards were parting ways with their head coaches, Stan Van Gundy and Scott Brooks. Other coaching changes that have taken place since the regular season and first round of the playoffs ended, we saw Terry Stotts and the Portland Trailblazers decide to mutually part ways. The Indiana Pacers let go of Nate Boykin after just one year of their head coach. The rebuilding Orlando Magic announced that they would be no longer keeping the services of head coach Steve Clifford after both sides decided to part ways. The Boston Celtics made moves with both their head coaching positions and their president of basketball operations with Brad Stevens no longer having the head coach role but moving upstairs to become the new president of basketball operations to replace the longtime Celtics president Danny Ainge who decided to step down and spend more time with his family. So those have been some of the coaches and from 
office changes. Rick Carlisle leaving the Mavericks. Scott Brooks leaving the Washington Wizards. Stan Van Gundy leaving the New Orleans Pelicans. Nate Boykin leaving the Indiana Pacers. Steve Clifford leaving the Orlando Magic. Terry Stotts leaving the Portland Trailblazers. Brad Stevens leaving the Celtics as head coach to become president of the Celtics. Lloyd Pierce, if you remember, during the season got fired and was replaced by Nate McMillan. Ryan Saunders was also fired in the middle of the season and got replaced by Chris Finch. So these have been some of the coaching changes that have taken place in the NBA this season. Sarah, what do you think about these coaching changes? Did some of these coaches deserve to lose their jobs? And um, I know you're really interested in speaking about the Mavericks situation. <laughs> okay, um, okay, to be very honest, um, it just feels, I don't know, this whole season has just been... Uh, what's the word for it? Everything has just been. I, I, I don't know what would actually say. Like, everything has just been amazing. We've had injuries, and now we've had so many coaching changes that have occurred during the season. And it just, it's, it's just amazing to see happen. Like, I really, I really can't think of a word right now to describe the things that happen in the NBA right now. It's upside down. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's, it's upside down, and I don't, I don't know. What, well, some I don't know if I should say yes. I mean, some teams are deciding to go with new coaching staff or new coaches and new board for good reasons to, you know, reshape the look of the team, to rebrand the look of the team, to, to revitalize the team, which makes sense. And, and with the right, the right pieces of the right set of coaches, they can work. But some other teams, it looks like, you know, I can't tell if it's a player decision or, like, the is not the right fit for the player. Um, Like how you said, I'm interested in Dallas Mavericks situation. Like, I don't have the full details, but then, looking at the situation, I don't know if, if on the surface, it looks like it does are going for, like, a full rebrand or trying to shake up things in the team, trying to make new new um decisions that can, you know, greatly improve the team, which is is not wrong in the first place but then i mean if you look at it and then you realize that the firing of a coach or firing of a, a board uh, president or director or something what was the nelson wrote he was the general manager of the dallas mavericks for the past 24 years and he made like he, he had the final say on every basketball decision when when you fire a coach or you fire a general manager that is really close to your star player it then begs to you know bring up it brings up a lot of questions about what you're trying to do with the organization because now what happens to the star player do they just keep quiet and then you know continue with the the, the team or do they become disgruntled and leave? And now that's that's a lot of, that's a lot of questions that are up in the air because now we know we know for a fact that Luke can like don't know something and now he's gone. I don't know how close he was with Carlo, but right as left we are waiting to see Lucas' response or Lucas' reaction to like all this happening. Is he going to, to be disgruntled and leave or is he going to you know maybe be like okay well I mean change has to happen and then we we'll see how far we can go. I mean I know Mark Cuban is a smart man yeah so whatever decision he's trying to make and whatever he plans to try to make I hope it's for the best of the Mavericks and if it doesn't go well it could spell the end of Mavericks for like a really long stretch of time but if it goes well then it looks like Mavericks could be the team to because this year they've been doing quite well like this year they did quite well and I mean we all know what happened in the playoffs but then if what Mark Cuban is trying to do is like the gamble he's taking or the race is taking place off it will be really helpful for Mavericks in the future but then if it doesn't pay off and Luca becomes the grand council and decides to leave this could Spell the end for the Mavericks Yeah, like they were saying, the reports came out um, after Rick Carlisle resigned was that he and Luca were not really seeing eye to eye this season, and maybe it, a coach who could figure out how to blend um, two stars like Luca and Porzingis could 
give a rebirth to Porzingis' career because Porzingis also came out to say he wants to be more of a featured piece in the offense and maybe a coach because Rick Carlisle he's never really been a coach that has been able to fit two two stars into a system it's always one star and then he tries to put um, other role players high level role players around them so hopefully if we can get a coach that knows how to use two stars and implement a system around those two stars it could work Luko yeah you're right he was very close to Donnie Nelson and like it's probably sad for him to go but Luke hasn't spoken about it he was out playing with Slovenia last night where he had um uh, 10 points I think 7 rebounds and 17 assists so your guy just likes to hoop he's already back folk on the court playing for his national team but um speaking about players playing nationally we've seen the team USA um, we've seen several players commit to team USA namely namely Devin Booker Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, Draymond Green. Those are the some of the players that have committed to Team USA. So Team USA is looking lit for the Olympics. And the funny thing about the Olympics is if uh, someone like Devin Booker, who's still in the playoffs right now, makes it all the way to the finals and it, the finals goes to a Game 7, the Game 7 is one day before the he has to be in Tokyo for the Olympics opening ceremony. So that would be interesting to watch. The NBA playoffs right now, we saw the Clippers defeat the Utah Jazz 4-2 last night. Uh, Paul George and Terrence Mann, to be specific, went crazy in Kawhi's absence to finish off the Utah Jazz. We saw Philly and the Atlanta Hawks going into a Game 7. The Milwaukee Bucks-Brooklyn Nets series is also going to a Game 7. So both series in the Eastern Conference are going to Game 7s. And Phoenix will meet the Los Angeles Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. The Clippers, well, this is the first time they've ever made it in franchise history in 49 years to a conference finals. And Chris Paul is hoping to clear health and safety protocols to play in Game 1 of those NBA Finals. Sarah, um, who do you have in the Western Conference? And then who do you have as the matchup for the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, okay. Hmm. Well, you know what? Before I go like to my matchups and who I have for Western Conference Finals, okay, well, yeah. Okay, let me even choose this first. All right. So Western Conference Finals, I'm going with the Suns. Um, look, I, I don't remember what podcast it was, but I remember saying clearly on this show, on this podcast, that if you guys don't make it to the finals, I already asked the question that we should choose teams that are not, like, if we choose a team that was not our favorite team to head to the finals, what team would I choose? And I choose clearly Suns or Philly to go to the final or to win it all because just the teams I was looking for like looking forward to so if I'm going to go <laughs> if I'm going to go with um resting conference fi- uh, final and who gets into the finals I'm going to go with Suns um, I know Clippers right now are you know really wild and are trying to you know get to that final position and as a Lakers fan I definitely don't want the Clippers to, 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 to qualify yeah I don't want the Clippers to qualify but then like regardless where I was the Clippers of the Jazz I mean, conference final I was going to choose the Suns anyway to qualify for the actual final and hmm, before I continue to the Eastern Conference I just want to say that Jazz are certified frauds <laughs> like bruh oh my goodness I am I'm incredibly disappointed with the Jazz I mean you start to zero and then lose four streets just to get kicked off Oh, no, that was, and then lose like go a 25 point lead then kick in an elimination game it just doesn't make sense I can't, like, I can't think far it just does not make sense to me I don't know how you allow that to happen I know the other player the number Mitchell was injured but then and then oh my, my currently feels to go injured during the playoffs but then I mean it still doesn't make sense to me when you have a situation where Kawhi Leonard who was initially the leading man for um, players get injured and then you can't take advantage of that to try and you know finish off the Clippers I know Kodot stood up to the plate he has been splendid 
hundred for George calling pandemic P and everything way of P. But then I mean he really showed up and was able to carry the team through to the final. So I'm gonna just say kudos to Paul George for showing up when I'm at it. Looking at the Eastern Conference, hmm, it's, it's an interesting situation right now because we all thought Sixers were going to you know finish off the Hawks in easy and easy like a style and easy fashion, but it's not been the case so far. Hawks are showing a lot of parts. They look like they don't want to go down without the fight, and especially with the current injury that NBA is facing and makes things a bit difficult. Really, really, we're expecting a bit more from Ben Simmons, which we are not really getting as somebody that an all star, somebody we're expecting to you know be a truffle of the team. We're not getting that from Ben Simmons, which is actually very disappointing. He's getting a lot of fun around, not to be very honest. And I'm really hoping that Ben Simmons can show up in game seven. Yes, I'm really hoping that he can show up in game seven just to push it into the finals. But it's going to be really tough for them because uh, if they get nets, hmm, if they get nets, it's going to be a really tough matchup for them because of this uh, injury. Uh, if or if they get nets or bats, it's going to be a really tough matchup for them. And looking at the, the next bats matchup, looking at game seven, it's also going to be a very interesting match. I don't know who's going to go through. It could go either way. I'd really like Bat to go through just because of the honest battle. I'm a KD fan. I like KD. I'm a KD fan. But then I really want the next fans to shut up. <laughs> so if Bats are able to get rid of the net, I'd be really happy. So personal take just for spite reasons, you know, because I'm being spiteful. I'm going to bring Bats for the Nets versus um, the Nets versus Bats matchup for them to enter the same as final. And because I picked three for my NBA finals, I'm going to pick three on the Hawks versus um, Hawks versus matchup. Yeah, so I'm seeing an instant conference between Bucks and Philadelphia. Yes. And the NBA finals, I'm seeing Suns versus Philly. So that's my prediction. I'll go right away, hopefully. I can't pick the Clippers now. I wanted to pick the Utah Jazz against Phoenix, but now I have to pick Jay Crowder and his Phoenix Suns to play against. I feel they would win the Western Conference because I'll never pick the Clippers. And then on the Eastern Conference side, I, I think Philadelphia will finally overcome Atlanta in Game 7. And then in the other series, honestly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee is a toss-up. Anyone can win that game 7. And I feel like whoever wins that series, because of the way Ben Simmons is played, against Atlanta will um, end up representing the Eastern Conference in the finals. So I feel it's going, the Eastern, the NBA finals this year will be between the Phoenix Suns and either Brooklyn or Milwaukee because I know Joel will perform in the Eastern Conference finals, but I don't see it being enough if he just goes by himself because Ben Simmons has been anemic offensively and teams will just resort to fouling him and putting him on the free throw line. Actually, a series between Ben Simmons and Giannis shooting free throws will be very interesting to watch. It'll be who could hit a higher percentage of free throws at that point. But yeah, so I feel if Brooklyn makes the finals, they'll win the championship because Kyrie should be back by then. Um, James Harden, hamstring, as long as he keeps working on it, it will start getting looser and looser. But yeah, so I feel it, it, Phoenix versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn wins that. Uh, if it's Philly against Milwaukee, uh, we'll see. I, I want to see Embiid make a finals, but I also want Giannis to make a finals because they're both my guys. But yeah, we'll see. But 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 then I swear, like what you said is really really true, like really really true. And we're sick. And it's in conference finals between Sixers and Bucks will be really really just especially on the free throw line. Looking at Giannis and looking at Embiid and Simmons <laughs> battling on the free throw line. I wonder what strategy both teams are going to take. I don't know if they're just going to leave them or they're going to use the hacker shackman. 
message on both players to try and force them to the free throw line. But it would be really, really interesting. I, I can't wait to watch If that was to happen, like, I can't wait to watch that. I'll actually stay up on that trying to watch that. It would be a boring game, but it would be really funny. <laughs> I want to see that happen. I want to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, let's talk about how much of a fraud Rudy Gobert is because Donovan Mitchell keeps holding up his end of the bargain. We saw it in the bubble last year. Donovan Mitchell was going for 40-point games, 50-point games against Jamal Murray and the Denver Nuggets, and they ended up losing. This year, again, teams just keep putting Rudy Gobert in switches, and they it just keeps showing his lack of versatility on the defensive end. And I saw a tweet this morning that someone said they really need to do a recount on the defensive player of the year votes because every time in the playoffs, Rudy Gobert's defense gets exposed time and time again. So Donovan Mitchell, like I don't really put much blame on him. He dropped as he did as much work as he could possibly could last night in the game six loss against the Clippers. But his supporting cast and his second the Robin to his Batman did not show up yet again. And he shows it yet and yet again that he's a liability in the playoffs. On really the Gobert offensive side Robin. and the defensive side. Really Gobert is not Robin. Really Gobert is not Robin. I've been seeing this since time and time and time again. That Really Gobert is a fraud, right? He was supposed to swing his way out of 200 million. Or oh, I think it was one. But then, yo, that guy is a fraud, man. He's a fraud. He made the entire Jazz team look like a fraud. And I, I just, I just want to talk about that guy. Actually, I don't do not want me to just lose the team. Goes to find a place where, you know, they appreciate his efforts and don't, you know, with his efforts and Jazz is doing especially on the really go bear side. So either that or you know, really go bear is kicked out of the team because that guy is not helping the team. Already he had issues with Noah Mitchell over the COVID thing and now you come back to the playoffs two years and you still not been able to even improve your offensive abilities and think that it's just defense against you. Especially as a sensor, like an all star center, you think it's just a defense that is going to take you that far. Really go bear needs to get out of the team. Either if not that then Noah Mitchell should start looking for a new team to, like, to play for because I think the normal Mitchell should, should demand a trade if they are not willing to you know get past with really I mean he can't really demand a trade he just signed that super max extension they offered him so he looks like he's going to be stuck with Rudy Gobert because I don't think you can trade that Rudy Gobert contract they gave and the Jazz honestly the reason I feel they gave Gobert that contract is they're, they, they're stuck uh, Utah is an NBA um, Salt Lake City itself is like it's not an attractive destination for big name free agents to go to so they knew okay Rudy Gobert is like a mid-level all-star player and he can win defensive player of the years in the regular season so let's just give him all this money because we can't afford to le- lose him in the in free agency and even if we lose him in free agency we might not be able to replace him in free agency because free agents would not want to come to Utah but yeah so I mean okay I get I get your point but then there's something needs to change okay something needs to change I mean Jordan Clarkson on the Jazz is good you know Mitchell on the Jazz is good it's, I think it's a Bogdan or Boja they are those guys those guys are good but really Bobert has been that consistent big big sports in the team and something needs to change about that player it's either he improves his game so recently we are having a discussion about current NBA players and how they try to improve their game whether it be it pride or something and their their work ethic you know when it comes to learning and trying to improve they don't go to the old players try and improve and I feel like that that is what really Gobert needs to do now he needs to, to like take this off season to, to work out with 
old player tried to improve his offensive game, his insight, his inside work, his post, his defense, everything from scratch. Otherwise, he just continue to be a liability to the team. And if God, like, if um, youth are lucky and able to land a good free agent or able to good, like, happen to get a trade option with renewable pair with some young talent or something, or if they are able to draft a young talented center, they should do it because renewable bear is not doing it. For yeah, so Utah's um, two award winners this season, Jordan Clarkson in the game six loss had 21 points. Rudy Gobert had 12 points, 10 rebounds, zero blocks, two steals, two assists, was five for six from the field, and was, like I said, cooked every time Terrence Mann was switched onto him. So this past year, we saw um, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets win the MVP award. We saw Rudy Gobert, who we just finished talking about, win his third defensive player of the year award. Jordan Clarkson won six man of the year. Lamelo Ball, yes, say Rob, Lamelo Ball won rookie of the year. Coach of the year went to Tom Thibodeau and most improved player was Julius Randle. Fact of the day today is that the French men's national team have never beaten Hungary in the European championships. So they faced Hungary in the Euros five times and have never beaten the Hungarian men's national team. The first time they met was on April 25th, 1964, where the French lost to Hungary 3-1. They met again in May of that same year, 1964, May 23rd, 1964, the French once again lost 2-1 to Hungary after losing the first time 3-1. Hungary and then they met again on April 24th, 1971, where they played a 1-1 draw. They met again in October of that year, 1971, October 9th, 1971, and the French lost 2-0 against Hungary. Then on June 19th, 2021, which happens to be today, the French once again failed to beat the Hungarian national team after a heroic performance by the whole national team, especially their goalkeeper, Peter Galashi from RB Leipzig. All right, so thank you for listening to another episode of Obo Sports. It's been your host, Nana Mark Hansen. I was joined today by Papa Kodrospiu, David Graffite, and Sarah Karte. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. You can follow us on Instagram at Oddball Sports. That is the at sign O D D B A L L underscore S P O R T S. On Twitter at Oddball Sports. That is the at sign O D D B A L L underscore S P R T S. And on Audio Mac and all other major streaming platforms by searching oddball sports podcast thank you for listening to this episode oddball sports